what a nightmare tenant looks like versus the dream tenant. Hi, I'm Jared Krause. And I'm Sam Powell. And we're the host of the Property Powers Australia podcast. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing our funny experiences of uh, being tenants and also renting to tenants. Uh, yeah, so stick around for those interesting stories. They're both good and bad and what to look for. Um, uh, we also look at what questions you should be asking your property manager to ask your tenant when you're going into that final sh- uh, selection period once you hit that shortlist. Yeah, and we also discuss the difference between t- two different types of tenants or a very, very variety, sorry, of different tenants that may actually cost you more time and more money than some easier to work with tenants and what that could look like for you. Then we dive into why the relationship you have with your tenant is the absolute foundation that you should be working on first from the get-go and how to start that off on the right foot with good communication and rental clauses that actually suit you and the property that you're renting out. Now, before we get stuck into this episode, I want to let you know that this podcast is not the only way that we can help you for free. We have our How to Maximize Your Borrowing Capacity mini course. Head to propertypals.au forward slash resources and use this tool to buy a superior asset and achieve a better ROI. Now, let's dive into the pod. Welcome to Property Pals, the podcast where we share everything around how to build a property portfolio from researching areas, financing, structuring, buying, selling, and reinvesting to live a life of financial independence. As a disclaimer, any information shared by myself, Jared, Sam, and the Property Pals team is strictly general and should not be taken as constituting professional advice. You should consider seeking independent legal financial and taxation advice from a qualified professional. How to find the best tenant to rent your property. Or a bit more excitement. How to find the best tenant to rent your property. I like it. <laughs> today, I like it. On today tonight. On today tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what what do what is the best tenant? Is the best tenant someone that pays you the most money, or is it something else? Oh, good questions. We're going to be covering these things, so stick to your seat, my friends. Uh, yeah. So basically, when we're looking at how to find the best tenant to rent your property, now you said off air, isn't that the property manager's job? Yeah. To which I said, yes, Jared. However, you're the owner of the property, and it's your final call as to who you want to put in your property. So it's good to have an understanding of um, you know, where that best tenant selection may sit. Uh, and that's what I wanted to just you know, touch on a few little points today. Yeah, because once you've bought your investment property and you've been through all the steps that we teach, um, if you haven't gone through them, go through, start episode one, go through the journey of who you need to use in your team to make sure you get the you know, you get everything set up well. Uh, then you come to the final stage getting the tenant, the once you've selected the property manager, which we talked about in the last episode, then they're going to put to market the property and find a tenant for you. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to come to you with, you know, a couple of tenants. Well, like, yeah, they'll come with a, a couple of tenants that they've done the shortlist for yeah. and uh, yeah, then they'll ask your opinion. And yeah, basically, there's a, a few key things that I wanted to point out to try and help you in that selection process. So... Obviously, we spoke about in the last episode, episode 13, about you know, finding that good property manager. 
And um, yeah, that also extends into this episode to be making sure that even you've got the right property manager, but they should be you know pointing out the benefits of you know having good marketing for that rental property because you don't want it be, to be sit vacant for too long. Um, and also their tenant selection criteria that they run through. Um, yeah, they're all pretty similar in that they vet them, they do their referrals, they call. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is coming down to the nitty-gritty now where you've got a, a number of different options. You might have sort of three to five tenants which they run by you. Um, and it's for you to, uh, I guess, not get too caught up in, uh, like, as an example, I had a um, property that I put up for rent and we were asking six ninety a week. We had tenants come through and they offered seven fifty plus six months up front. That sounded great, uh, and I was and in my mind I was like, well, that's good cash flow. Let's do it. Uh, this was a few years back, and then yeah, you come to realise that hey, uh, they didn't look after the property as well because they uh, yeah, there's qualities in tenants that you want to look out for so so money more money is not always the answer right because more money on the upfront can sometimes end up causing you well that's costing you more money costing you more money in the long run with with the tenant selection being incorrect yeah yeah so with the um you know referrals that you get given by these people it's good to ask the property manager um yeah what they've said and uh, what previous history is very important with other other uh, rentals they've had and how they've left that property. Uh, and the property managers, that's their job. The key part of this podcast is just sort of outlining, you know, what does make a good tenant um, in the long term? And, mm. I mean, for me personally, um, you want someone who's, who's sticky, who's going to be there for, you know, multiple years, Um and who also understands you know, how to actually look after a property cares about the cares about where they live. Yeah, pride of and, place. Yeah, pride, pride of place. Making sure everything's up kept, um, clean, and yeah, they they've good friendly neighbours. People like them there. Like I know that where I live, people don't want me to look, move because everybody else that's been in here before has been a basket case, mm. right? And not that I'm an angel or anything. It's just that I'm probably more boring than <laughs> than the hardcore party goers and drug takers that were in this place before. Yeah, so let's touch in on that. So demographics of, of a good tenant. And everyone's got their own opinion and their own experience. Um, for me, yeah, I'm just going to share my journey and Jared's going to share his. So yeah, if you have alternative viewpoints, yeah, bring it on. Let's have a chat further if um, it helps people for sure. But uh, I guess the key points for me is, uh, I mean, it might sound like a tyrant at some stage, but um, <laughs> you know, it's just the realities of the experience of what I've seen. So children, like young children, I have young children. I know what happens in a property. Um, what happens, Sam? Well, they vomit on the carpet. They might poo on the carpet, we on the carpet. Mice? Um, Mice or, or, or two? High chances. Um, and yes, you can get the carpet clean, but then there's tenants that may not get that professionally clean until they vacate and then the stains, you know, really sunk in at that stage. Uh, little kids also, you know, they don't understand, um, you know, right and wrong that much. So drawing, drawing. on walls, yeah. yeah. yeah um, putting walls. holes in walls. I mean, oh, Archie put a hole in the wall the other day. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I love your work. <laughs> How big was the hole? Oh, I was only little. It's just a bit of a bog job and then oh, sand okay, it back cool. and do a nice paint job. Did you do it? 
No, I haven't done it yet because I just. Oh, know you are going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boss man. Well, to get the trades out there to do that, you know, hit me arm and a leg. Yeah, and, and also it's like, it's a small job. Small job, and it's easy. Yeah. Like, um, and also you know, Archie does enjoy watching me do little handy oh, tasks. That's, that's that's probably not the best incentive to let him watch you. Then. <laughs> yeah, good point. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> he just goes around wrecking things. Yeah, he's like, oh, Dad's gonna fix this. It's yeah. fun to watch. Good point. Yeah, actually, I um, I'm one of those stupid fathers that. Uh, I well, doubt it. <laughs> well, uh, my wife was having a. Uh, we're, we're talking about. She's like, "Oh my god, do you know Archie can unlock the door." I'm like, "Yeah, I um, I showed him how to do that the other day." <laughs> and she's like, "That is so stupid." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, now I think about it. Yeah, absolutely." But at the time, he was just really inquisitive, and he was wondering what you know this knob did. And uh, I was like, "Oh, mate." Anything I do in my life, eventually he's going to be learning. So I just try to teach him everything that I do. Pros and cons, though. Imagine if there was a fire in the house, you know. <laughs> yeah. And well, he needed to get out. So Yeah. Actually, the other day. Oh. Go on. Share okay. it. It's good. Um, I walked out and he's uh, on the kitchen bench pouring himself a, a glass of water from our water filter. And I'm just like, what? You're two years old. Like, That's cool. One, how did you get up there? So I found out he actually put the chair on top of a little table, climbed up that, climbed over the breakfast bar, down onto the kitchen bench. Wow. And then I'm like, oh, Jesus, I I'm, I don't know if I'm a terrible father or not, but um, I was kind of proud of him. You know? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Like, he wants a glass of water, he's going to go do it himself, and he's seen you do it. So that's, that's It's like really cool. Home Alone where we forget our kid on a holiday. And <laughs> I'm like, you can look after yourself, mate. Well done. <laughs> So basically, we don't want to be renting to you at the moment. We don't want you to be a tenant. No, no. Like I, we look after our properties, <laughs> uh, but also uh, you know, where we live, part of place. Um, we're very diligent. You have pride. You have pride in place, but you've got young kids that you know. Yeah. So Eddie, that's Eddie's. Eddie's ready to start vomiting on the carpet. Oh, he is everywhere. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to dad life, but. Uh, um, yeah, so that, that's that's my opinion anyway. Um, there's damages there, and um, not many people know how to fix up, you know, you know damages. Um, and obviously, there's a bond in place, but you want to try and minimise that risk as much as possible. So, you know, those young kids can be um, you know, problematic for you. Um, and then you also the other side of the coin is university students, teenagers. Well, Teenagers, I probably shouldn't be renting your property, but um, you know those nineteen to so twenty five demographic where they are, you know, getting on the piss, going out on the weekend, they stumble home, they might do something stupid, drunk. Yeah. Um, yes, you have all the bonds in place for all that, but you, you, you just know, don't want to deal with that. No, you don't want to deal with that. And also, the biggest point about that demographic, um, one or those two demographics, is the the parent side with young kids. It is full on. I mean, like you don't have as much time as you used to. So, in making sure that you know the uh, like all the dust has been removed, like yeah. looking after that property, you don't yeah. have mold build up. You don't have as much time to do that. Mm. And then on the flip side, with those you know um, late teens, early twenties um, demographic, they don't know to do it because they yeah. haven't they haven't lived out of home for that long. Their parents may not have taught them that. Like they just they don't really understand that you need to do those small steps to maintain a property to um, make sure we don't have those long-term fix-ups. Yeah. They haven't been taught how to clean or, like, you know, look, have pride of, pride of property at that age. And also, I think that 
if somebody's in university, uh, they're not a long-term tenant, right? No. Be, and, and that just causes you more money um, in re-renting to more people by putting it on the market multiple times. Yeah. Um, if they, they're indecisive too, so yeah. they might go, oh, I want a six-month lease because I'm not sure where I'm going to be. <laughs> And then you go, okay, well, that's you know, half a week of rent every six months to rent out to you. We should talk about the worst tenants of all, which is us <laughs> in Park City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just, let's just keep it very PG. Uh, but we, we rented a property in America, and this is not something we're proud of, but like, we were super young and just partying, snowboarding, but we mistreated the property quite badly. And we knew that we weren't going to get our deposit back. So we just didn't care. Mm. And we left that property and it's not something I'm, just that I'm proud that of at all. That's for sure. I cared, you cared, but we, we, were, cared. we were renting the property with <laughs> six other people and they didn't care. And in the end, it was just Jared and I looking after this property. Uh, and and Ryan. To, and, 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 and our friend Ryan. There was too many people in the in the house at yeah, the start. There was, well, there was six on the lease, but at some stage there was actually, I think we had 18 or 19 people yeah, yeah. sleeping in the place. And then we were partying. And I remember coming home one night. Oh, it was a good time, but also you felt bad. Yeah. yeah. I remember coming home one night and Dane, our parent friend, is on the laptop to his friend in, um, oh, sorry, his brother in uh, Austria. And then our fr- friend, we won't name his name because he's a bit of a high-level uh, person in the world. He's just sitting. He's just sitting on the, in on the table. The it's a wooden table. <laughs> High level. Oh yeah, you yeah, know who yeah, I'm yeah. talking about, but yeah. I can't can't mention who he is. I was like, what? And people listening that are friends probably know. Uh, it's our mate that's pretty high level, and he's he's. He's got a big name in, in, in his industry. He was big on MySpace back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> he won the gold, the face of the Gold Coast on stage for a being model. Yeah, he's a very uh, good looking man. Anyway, so he, I came home and <clears throat> he's sitting at the head of the table, the dining table that's wood, and he's just got a fire burning on like a plate and it's just jumped off the plate and it's just... The, the table's on fire and he's just sitting there drunk watching it like it's like it's not a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is what you're dealing it's, with, with. It's what you're dealing with with young party goers. And it's, you know, it was a stage of life and I'm not proud that we, we were, we, you and I were both definitely influenced by uh, a lot of, people in that house yeah, well, in not caring up, for it. You clean up. Yeah, you, know, you can walk as fast as the slowest person Correct. in life. And that was what we were dealing with. So, yeah, this is a good little story. Anyway, it is, it is like, an interesting story. Yeah. We, we would get to the point where we would do the washing up. And if you're listening to this, Nick, you know, I'm talking about you, mate. <laughs> like, you, you do the washing up. You, like, you, you make your food. You, know, you clean it up. You put it away. And it got to a stage where... You couldn't clean up and put something away because there'd be nothing that was clean. You actually had to take something that was dirty, dirty, filthy, clean it, use it, leave it dirty because that was the way that it all happened. And it was, yeah. My greatest memory of Nick in that place is coming home um, from partying and not knowing where his phone was and he needed to work in like an hour or something like that. So he slept in the kitchen 
because there's no more beds left. Oh. Slept in the kitchen. <laughs> and what did he do to set an alarm? Turned on the microwave with for an hour or something. With nothing in it. Nothing in it. And blew up the microwave. Blew up the microwave and didn't buy us another microwave. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah. that's what you de- that's what you're dealing with. If you're and yeah, that might have been a bit extreme that place. Uh but <clears throat> You just don't know what goes on behind closed doors in your property when you when you have those sorts of tenants. Mm. Um, there was a key, key lesson there too with the property manager. They uh, mm. they came around unannounced one night and uh, you know, knowing the rules and regulations of the property industry, you can't come over unannounced and therefore uh, let the owner know, let him know that he was in breach uh, and he just ended up never coming around ever again. So... He didn't do his inspections. He didn't report back to the owner. Um, that was a bad, bad property manager. Yeah, don't do that either. Broke the rules and also didn't care. Like he cared, but like I think he realised that we had this agreement that we couldn't get, we couldn't be taken out of the place. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's a, that's a bit like it's an interesting one because people may buy properties in the locations of. Oh, I can get a higher rent but higher turnover and it's university students. But you're also going to get a higher amount of issues to deal with mm. as well. So you might make a bit more money but it might be a bit more work and a bit more headache. Also um, add into like hair in drains um, is quite problematic. You know, whether it's a, a female or a long-haired male, like, Mm. Um, it can, yeah, if you've got multiple like adults in that location, so like three um, to four adults using the same bathroom, uh, it's a lot of strain on the on the, the plumbing systems as well. Um, yeah, what gets flushed down the toilet, what gets put down the drains, the sinks. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's that's just, a really good point for the maintenance for the owner of a property. Yeah, that's why I generally say like the, the best people, so they're, they're obviously the, the worst, watch out to avoid um and the best uh i find um, you people with no people with no kids uh, kids. (laughs) they've got a bit more of a private place a bit more time would you say in an age would you have an age bracket yeah so um people that have kids that have have moved out of home so that 50 plus they're Mm. they're quite good and they're really sticky um also at that stage in life where their um, borrowing capacity is yeah, at risk, banks don't like to lend to people generally over that 60 um, time frame because they obviously know if it's a 30-year loan, this person will be 90 by the time they pay off the loan. They might be working when they're in their 70s generally. Um, so chances of them being a lifelong tenant is is higher, which is great. Um, I like those types of pen- tenants. Uh, other people with, say, like grown-up kids, say that early teenage years where they... Like 12 plus. Yeah, yeah, where they can, they know, hey, don't ruin that. Um, that's quite important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're good tenants to have, and um, even even young couples, they're not too bad. But just keep in mind that they, yeah, people are allowed to throw parties. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, why not? Parties are fun. It's a good time, yeah. and um, yeah, they, they might have a little bit more respect for that for the property and a pride of place is very important. Yeah, I mean, you can have a party without. Punching holes in the wall, mm. you know, yeah. and have a good time and enjoy. You know, if you have um, property pride, why wouldn't you want to invite invite people over for a party and enjoy their company? You just don't need to be doing it until three a.m. and burning the house down or the table. 
and the microwave at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's a, it's an, an interesting journey that we were on, but uh, uh, we, we did our best in the end um, to remedy the property and hopefully the uh, owner is okay. It was a happened. gnarly cleanup. I, I do remember that. It was it was insane. Uh, but there were some things that were just too far gone. And well, the hot tub, they don't, don't buy a property with a hot tub, is yeah. my advice. They just, the maintenance on them are too high. There's always issues. People don't respect them either if you're renting them. Um, they don't know that you generally have to have a shower before you get in there and you've got to clean it every you know, couple of weeks. It's an interesting one to think about with a pool as well is the tenants, you might want them to look after the pool, but they might just not care for it and that can cost you more money as yeah. the owner as well. Yeah. Uh, so not to say that you don't need to buy something with, a, you shouldn't buy something with a pool, but... Uh, understanding who the tenant is, uh, also looking at their career and like what sort of career do they have. I know that you're ju- making a judgment here, but like, is their career, you know, the people that have that career generally, are they tidy people? Are they respectable? And inverted commas, what you believe is respectable or not. I think that's a bit silly to mention, even myself, but what, you know, if you were going to put them in a category, in a box, which you probably shouldn't, but uh, would they be the person that's going to look after the pool? Or yeah. that type of person look after the pool or the hot tub? Also, uh, the property. Um, big, big point you hit on there was the uh, yeah the income security. Uh, yes, with yeah. their career. Yeah, and looking at, at that front too. So you, you should find people that you've got two, a, a couple, um, and they're both, say, uh, like just contractors. Mm. Um I understand, like, this is where I go into it. I go, well, what is, uh, what's the economic situation? If there is a, you know, downturn in the market where, you know, jobs, you know, do get lost, are these people at risk? If there's people in health, that's fantastic. That's recession-proof. Um, there's always going to be that need if they've got that full-time role. If it's, say, uh, like a, a contractor who is um, a painter, uh, you know, in those down markets where people don't want to spend as much money, maybe that painter is at risk of not having as much employment, therefore his income can't pay the rent. Just thinking a few steps ahead in that sense, like mm-hmm. the market that we're in at the moment is is pretty pretty tight, um, and our unemployment rate is super low. So it's you know it's a great time mm-hmm. for property investors in that sense. But um, yeah, it's always changing. So just keep in mind that you know. What's happening now is not going to what's going to be happening in four years' time. Uh, so, yeah. I guess another question that you could ask the property manager to ask the possible tenant is how long do you want to live here for? Like why, you know, what's, what, why are you living here? Are you living here for a career? Uh, is there family around? Uh, you know, do, if you do want to buy a place, when would that possibly be? So they're sussing them out on like how long would they be looking to stay because, you know, ideally you want somebody to stay longer Mm. that is a good tenant and you build this thing that we always talk about that we're so big on is the most valuable thing isn't the transaction of like them paying you money. Uh, it's the relationship because the if the relationship is the foundation of it all, and you've got a good found, a good foundation and a good relationship, then as you guys grow together, the property market grows. Your you increase the rents, but they're really good at looking after the property. You play this happy medium of like you do what's right for them, and they do what's right for you. They look after the property, and 
you charge them a, a decent fee that's you know market value without being too crazy mm. right there's a um, there's a key sort of topic too with, with pets as well that i wanted to touch in on mm. um some people ask me like oh should i let them rent the property with pets or should i not um i would generally say small pets yes uh cats are quite clean um but they leave a lot of fur um, little dogs aren't too bad and also people because it is hard to find rent properties, they are actually wanting to pay more rent because there's less um, availability for, for animals. As long as you just have a make good clause in your lease agreement, that um, the big thing would be the the grass because dogs are uh, they're always walking around, so they leave track marks in the hair and the, and the grass. So just saying that, just make sure you returf the the. the the dog tracks essentially so it um, brings it back to how we handed it over to you yeah because um, that's not really like fair wear and tear in my opinion that's well your dog's gone and actually just walk the same path and ruin the grass so fix it up please yeah and that's pretty cheap too and you can take the four photos and then have an after photo after they leave and, and not give them their bond back and that's a pretty fair ask right yeah i'd probably say the same with you know carpet cleaning uh you know uh, if you've got a lot of fur and stuff like that, if, and mm. also have a clause of like no wet dogs or wet animals in the place because it can be, you know, my last partner, when she moved into her place, the carpets were just reeking of, of wet dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she bought the place and she was cool with it because she just, so she just changed the carpets. But yeah, it was, that's a, that's a thing too, carpets for wet animals. Uh, have a clause there. Yeah, and tweet your own, make your own judgment. Everyone, some people have good experience. I've had good experiences with pets. Of um, some people have had really bad experiences with pets. So uh, that's why I generally say those medium to large dogs do carry that. They're more of an outdoor animal mm-hmm. that carry you know, more dirt and smell um, than your smaller, small types of dogs. But um, yeah, that's just yeah, sort of my experience and a few things to to keep in mind when you. You're choosing your tenant. Um, it's it's not a, always a, ever about one thing in general life, especially in property. Like you don't just look at you know, what rental you're getting in. It's you know thinking a few steps ahead to think, well, what is your net position going to be? And that takes into account yes, your gross rent, less all your you know maintenance costs and management fees and things like that. So yeah, hopefully you all found that uh, helpful. Yeah. Guys, if you do have any questions, please let us know. Hello at propertypals.au. And uh, anything else to mention? No, pretty pretty short one, but um, the last episode was was pretty uh, long. So it was just a, a few little nuggets that I wanted to share with people here today. So hopefully you got something out of it. Um, and also, I'd love to hear your experience too, because um, you know more uh, people coming together and sharing their experiences helps everyone else, and we can even. Uh, you know, bring on the podcast, have a chat and uh, share your experience because it could really help somebody else who's in that position that you might have been you know, a year or two ago, not wondering which path to go down. And you know, we all can learn and, and share and grow together. That's, that's the goal here too. Cool. Awesome, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.